Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Business of Circularity. I'm your host, Stuart Hillhouse. On today's episode, I speak with Juliette Barre. She's head of business development and marketing at a company called SourceMap. SourceMap is really interesting because they enable companies to visualize their supply chain. So you've heard me speak about supply chains before. They seem pretty dry, but in reality, they are the literal backbone that holds our entire economy together. They allow the raw materials to get to the factories to be refined. Those the, those materials are then turned into products that then need to get shipped to a distribution center. And then once it's in the distribution center, then it gets sent to your store or then it gets sent online to your customers. So there's a huge amount of inefficiencies within the supply chain as we've come to realize. And now that we have all these new types of technology like blockchain and analytics, we can now see more details of where those inefficiencies are happening. So SourceMap does a really great job of visualizing exactly where stuff comes from, which can be difficult because it's one thing to see an address on a piece of paper. It's another thing to see how far that country is away from the other country. One of the examples they have on their main page is a Converse shoe. To us, we think, oh yeah, I go to, the, I go to Foot Locker, I go to the store, and I can buy one. It's not that big a deal. But when you think about how many raw materials go into creating a single shoe, it'll blow you away. The cotton, where does that get sourced from? It gets sourced from a different country, refined here, refined there bleached here, sent to the manufacturing over there? Where does the rubber sole come from? Where does that piece of plastic on the edge, the end of your shoelace come from? I can't remember the word, but I'm sure one of you will remember it. Where do the eyelets for the laces come from? Where does the tag come from? Each single one of those things is requires its own individual supply chain. And it's a miracle that they all end up at the factory at the same time to be assembled and then brought to wherever the importing country is. So SourceMap does exactly that. They allow companies to see where in the world their stuff is and how far it has to go in order to identify uh, areas of improvement and allow that transparency that consumers are demanding now. They've got a whole bunch of really interesting uh, industries that they work in, uh, sustainability, logistics, jewelry due diligence, um, responsible cocoa. So very uh, many layers to this company. Uh, Juliet was great to talk to and explain that while they're not necessarily in the circularity game, their technology absolutely can be leveraged for that kind of application. So hope you enjoy this conversation with Juliet and we'll see you later. Thanks, Juliet, and uh, welcome to Business of Circularity. Thanks so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. So I'm going to jump right into it because we got a lot of chat about, um, and I think it's a really interesting topic around supply chain specifically, which is something that often gets, um, it's not the center of attention. It's yeah. a very important part of the whole economy, and yet we know so little about it unless you're in the industry. So if you could tell me a little bit about... Um, your role and and the company you work for, uh, that'd be a great way to kind of get get people oriented on what you're what you're talking about. 
Sure. So I work at SourceMap. We're a software uh, dedicated to help companies discover, I mean, visualize first uh, their supply chain. And uh, what we realize is that, uh, first of all, there's two parts of the supply chain. There's the upstream and downstream. Um, so downstream uh, would be when you get the product, let's say you're big manufacturers and uh, you get maybe a warehouses and then distribution centers and then you have clients. So that's the part of the supply chain that people have a good handle on and uh, even that, uh, sometimes they have a hard time visualizing it. So, so we help them with that. And then there's a whole upstream. So where is your product coming from? Uh, who, who is your suppliers? Usually you know them, you, 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 kind of, you pay them. So um, you usually know at least their name and their bank account. Uh, but uh, also like usually you only have, there's more than one suppliers. You might have tier two, tier three. Uh, if you look at companies in fashion, they usually have like more than 10 tiers. Food is a bit shorter. Um, so we help them discover uh, who are those suppliers, engage with them, uh, talk about responsibility, compliance with uh, big uh, regulations. And then uh, for the very mature company, we also help them look at risk and trustability. So really verification. Trustability is just verification of where your product is coming from, tracking transactions. Um, so that's what SoftMap does uh, in just one platform. Uh, and we also have a little part of our business is to what we call transparency. It's basically telling the story for B2C companies. So um, you do everything behind closed door because it's super strategic for your business, where your product is coming from and how you uh, actually um, distribute it to your clients. But then you want to tell the story more and more. So we help you do that with super nice interactive maps. Um, so that's what SourceMap does. Uh, and we do that because we believe it being more transparent and getting more information about where the products you're selling are coming from, it's good for it. First of all, it's good for your business. It enables you to be more efficient, but it also uh, will drive um, a better impact on society, whether it's in the environment or people that are actually making uh, your products. Uh, so that's why, why we exist. And my role in the company is uh, business development and marketing. So anything that is to make the company uh, grow and uh, engage with more customers and make it uh, yeah, the public face of the company. Awesome. Yeah. SourceMap has tons of really cool features and it sounds like you have it pretty well laid out so that there's an offering for any type of business, whether you're just starting or a very mature one. And so yeah. that's, I think, really, really important. Yeah, it's pretty much like going to the restaurant. You can have the six-course menu or, or just the main plates, depending on what you want and where you are or so ready or the budget you have, the discussion you want to have with your uh, customers or with your executive management. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty flexible. And tell me a little bit about your background because I don't think you came from a supply chain background. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no uh, not at all, actually. Uh, and I think I didn't touch much of supply chain before going to coming to SourceMap. I studied in uh, Europe, in Denmark, Sweden, uh, and Luxembourg. I studied environmental science, climate change, a little bit of social and labor. So always been in that branch of trying to do something that benefits society. That's all. But as many students, I didn't know when, how, 
what to do with my life. Um, so uh, yeah, I just travel and, and studied at the same time. I landed the first job uh, in a big corporation in the oil and gas industry back in France, talking about sustainability there. That was interesting, but I really like that challenge because you know, when you study in environmental science, the big oil and gas companies are always like the bad guys. But I thought it was interesting to see internally what those guys were doing it's in terms of sustainability, what questions were asked, were not asked, what you could talk, couldn't talk. So it's super, super interesting. Uh, and working on things like very concrete projects to reporting, which is a bit less concrete and less, uh, and much more about communication and KPIs. Um, so it was very, very interesting. And I switched then to tech, uh, working for a software company in CSR. So doing reporting KPIs, all you, if you heard about GRI or CDP or Robico Sam, so all those kind of, uh, rating agencies, or, uh, you also have regulation back in France that, um, it's mandatory to actually do CSR reporting over there for at least publicly traded fund companies. So um, doing that and helping people do that. Uh, and I actually moved to the US to develop the, this business to the United States. That's how I came to move here. Uh, learned a lot, super interesting business, uh, but not much growth, meaning that it's mandatory. Everyone has to do it and everyone hates it. Everyone hates doing reporting uh, <laughs> or most of people hate it uh, or don't like it. And uh, what's one of the things is frustrating is data. I mean, if you're a data geek like I am, it's fun. But what's frustrating is not no one is using it or not that many people are actually using what the KPIs you're tracking and you, I mean, it's put in a very pretty CSR report, but it's not really used. Um, in general, of course, there are companies that are using it, uh, but that's also why lots of discussion about it and you will go to conferences and everyone agrees with each other, but you're all stuck in that same job where um, you don't see things moving. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so that's why um, one thing after another, uh, I worked with people that knew SourceMap and SourceMap was looking to expand in its business and, and marketing um, aspects. And so uh, I joined SourceMap. Um, and it's because I knew sustainability very well, I knew tech, I knew sales, uh, so I didn't know supply chain, but I almost got all the checkbox for, for the rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, because you touched on CSR, which stands for Corporate Social Responsibility. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. I, and so the, you've seen that evolve from not keeping track of it. Mm -hmm. uh, all your environmental uh, sustainability, gas, gas emissions, diversity, those kind of KPIs. Yeah. So a lot of that gets measured in some way or another, and yet it's very hard to have anyone excited about another number on a PDF page that's part exactly. of your report. Exactly. And, and often, um, so, so you have a couple of things, right? You have the big GHG emissions and it's, so complicated to calculate accurately, even just uh, not talking about the indirect emissions, but the direct emission that your company is responsible for can be very complex. Uh, and depending on which method methodology you use, it's the, the end result is completely different. And at the end, no one can relate to it. What is it to, to, to emit a uh, hundred tons? thousand tons and billion tons of CO2. I have no idea uh, what it means. 
so there is that. Uh, and how to also act on it, depending on your business. If you're, I don't know, a big consulting company and your consultants have to travel all the time, what's the next step? You cannot really make them stop flying and go to your clients. It's, it's their jobs. Uh, and then, so you, you can have a discussion about uh, offsetting and everything, but it gets very complicated and an offset is not really, I mean, it's great and I think people should do it, but it's not related to your own business necessarily or in my view at least, or it's difficult for people to relate on how it impacts their day-to-day -day work uh, or the day-to-day -day business of what they're doing, whether they're consultant or producing um, pipelines or making candies or, or T-shirts. Um, and often, not always, the sustainability uh, offices are one entity in the corporate uh, world and they're not necessarily very much involved or we don't allow them to be involved with other business entities like procurement or like strategy or anything. And if they're not, then it's just, yeah, they're just here to make a pretty report and uh, reply to rating agencies. I mean, it's right. my view. It's a bit harsh, but, uh, and, I, and I love that doing CSR but that's that's why I had a feeling and then so what drove you to supply chain did you see it as a big as a big opportunity to create the change that you wanted but in a yeah. in so, a so supply chain I mean by de by design it has an impact on your business uh, because it's making your product or it's it's helping you get make your product uh, it's uh, you need that raw material to make uh, you need cotton to make a t-shirt or you need cocoa to make, to make a candy bar. Um, so by design, you, you need a supply chain. And so if you start looking into it, it's, it's getting uh, super interesting. Um, and I have to admit as well, I mean, you, you mentioned like lots of people don't know about supply chain. I think it's still true, but even in the industry, people start to talk more and more about supply chain. Uh, we, we really see, I've really seen a shift even doing CSR reporting and even now at SourceMap, I've been at SourceMap for about a year now. I mean, I like to say supply chain is getting sexy a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no, really, like they, people get excited now when you say I'm in supply chain. They definitely weren't uh, or depending on who you talk to before. Um, so I think they're getting it lot of traction and I don't exactly know where it's coming from if it's just the accumulation of horrible things that happening in supply chain and being linked to big brands or if it's a generation thing uh, I don't exactly uh, I'm not really able to pinpoint where it's coming from but it's getting there finally even in terms of business we, we can see it uh, now I think SourceMap for a long time worked with very um, leaders in the sustainability world type of companies. Now we are starting to talk to fast fashion companies that are interesting to work with us. Uh, people that at first you wouldn't think would be super interested in supply chain transparency and sustainability. So that's super exciting as well uh, because uh, I know in sustainability, we like to talk about craft and, and something you know, down to earth and all that, but being able to bring that kind of thinking or transparency to the mass market, the impact is um, massive. And so that, I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And you're seeing the transition between that super secretive, uh, here's our back end. we're not gonna show anyone because this is what makes our business important to the, to the shift now to transparency that people want to know. It's, it, want to know where their products are coming from. So if it's I'm getting there, we're not there yet. But oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how are you? Discussion, at least. 
Yeah, exactly. And the discussions start as a good starting point. So how do you then market source maps, uh, product to your customer? If they are, how do you talk about just, um, transparency and the, how do you talk about CSR to your customer as a, as kind of a marketing standpoint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it really depends on the industry. Um, source map, we're in many different industries, uh, dozens, uh, but our two, his, historically, we've been working a lot with fashion, apparel, and food. I'm guessing it's because this is where also consumers put the most pressure on brands uh, with the Rana Plaza, since the Rana Plaza for textile, and then because food is so keen and so linked to our health uh, that I think people are really really want to, 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 to be sure they know where the product is coming from. Uh, but we've seen now we are working more and more with beauty and we're starting to talk to electronics and automotives and each industry at its own pace. And uh, if you talk to fashion people, uh, fashion brands, it's very, the discussion has been here for so long about transparency that it, it's, it cascades to the suppliers. So suppliers already had a couple of discussions about transparency. So they're getting used to it, especially when we have big companies like uh, one of our clients is VF. VF is this big group that owns Vance, Timberlands, Lee Cooper, uh, many other brands. Uh, well, when you have a company that like that, that, with that kind of leverage, pushing you to be transparent, well, you, yeah, yeah, it's completely different and it's not fair, but it's completely different that if you're just starting your supply sustainability uh, brand and you only have one supplier and you're not buying much from him. Uh, it's not very fair, but uh, it, it's the world we live in. And, and but because the VF of the world and other big companies have been pushing for this kind of discussion more and more, it's getting more accessible for smaller brands, I feel, to, to have those discussions. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that SourceMap is in dozen, a dozen or so uh, markets. And uh, can, you exp- can you talk to me a bit about how you identify the opportunity in a new market to then begin build, uh, having, onboarding them as a customer? Yeah, we, we try to, uh, uh, going back to why, why we exist and, and our goals, uh, we try to see where we can have the most impact as well and where it's also the most difficult to get transparency and traceability. We've been very good. We've worked in the cocoa sector for a very long time, and cocoa is produced in many parts of the world, but uh, among other, uh, West Africa, where it's not always easy to get to know which farmers produce, I mean, who, who is producing, where it's coming from. And we, we really built on that expertise and on uh, lesson learned on the ground about tracking and and, and working on supply chain in Coco. And we saw as well, this is where you need the most transparency to to drive impact. And so we try to specialize in market where where we can help, where where supply chain are not digitized and we can help uh, there. So this is one one of the things we we do for uh, identifying a market, and it's sad, but often if there is something bad happening, uh, it shines lights and consumers are pushing to know more. It, it, it's also, it also helps. Yeah. We're trying to come before that, but uh, to, for people to listen, it's often after a scandal. Yeah. 
And what does that um, process look like where you earn trust from your customer, them transitioning from a secretive mindset to that transparent mindset? Um, so there is many things. We, we have the, I mean, the company is eight years old, coming from the MIT. Uh, we've been in the business for quite uh, some time now, so, so it helps. Uh, it, it really helps as well to start this discussion. Um, pushing them to be transparent, it's, you know, we, we work with the transparency depending on, on your leadership is, can be, in your culture at your company, it's, it can be a tough discussion. Uh, you always, people are always scared to be the first to do it. Uh, that's that's uh, very common. So what we kind of able to explain is that we have a private platform where you can do everything behind closed door. Um, you don't need to be transparent with your consumers right away, but you really need to start to have those discussions with your suppliers and get to know who they are and what they do, just in terms of business to reduce risk. Because the biggest risk here at the moment is you don't know what is happening in your supply chain. Uh, you don't know if they're compliant with uh, labor law or uh, if there's any deforestation or other kind of risk involved in your supply chain because you have no idea who your suppliers are. So start there. Uh, start to visualize what you know. Identify gaps. Then we can help you. Uh, baby steps, you know. Start to engage with your supplier, discovering them, identifying risk. And then when you feel comfortable that you mitigate risk or not, then you can start to be transparent. You don't have to be all, all in right away. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, no need for that. Yeah, and it's such a huge and complex system that it's, you can't start with everything. You have to start with one yeah. step. And, and, and the key things is like we're a technology provider, right? So we help them with tools that help them start there. But there is... There is the key is that you need to have discussion with your supplier. You need to engage supplier. There is no magic button, no, no, no software that you click and you know your full supply chain and that they have the right data. And yes, you can buy intelligence, uh, but this intelligence might expire in a month because you are, depending on your business, you might change your supply chain pretty often. You have a new, you're in fashion, you have a new collection, you change. You don't buy from the same suppliers uh, or things like that. So it's, it's really important to engage your suppliers and we're just here to enable you to have those discussions and to have it in a safe, secure space uh, and to make sense of all the information you, you get from your supplier. Yeah. What's a current problem or question that, you, that your team is working through? Uh, in terms of, of business or for a client? Uh, it, Whatever you're be- allowed to talk about, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm interested on the actual yeah, business side of it that you've maybe pursued, maybe you've identified a new market that you're looking to go into and it's different than the way the other ones are working or pretty open-ended, whatever, whatever you think is uh, going on sure. right now. Um, well, as I mentioned, your supply chain is getting sexy. So in terms of business, you will see a lot of competitors and it's good because I mean, it's good and it's bad for us right it's good because it means we're in the right place and people are starting to ask the right questions and coming with technology uh, uh, it's bad because then we have more competitors and then, and then we have to differentiate ourselves so and and everyone comes with a new way to say sometimes the same thing sometimes not uh, i think one thing that is pretty generic as an issue and we've been very good at is scaling 
tr transparency, traceability as a pilot, it can be tough, but it's really doable to go down to the farm or to the mine and to verify every step of the way for a very narrow down pilot. Uh, if you put the effort, if you put the team, uh, the technology and the team on the ground, you can do it. The, the, the trick is really to scale it. When do you, how do you apply it when you have 500, 1,000 customers um, and you're sourcing many, many, many different commodities, not only uh, mica or palm oil, but also other things. Uh, that, that's when it gets tricky and where we've been very happy and proud with our platform that it, it's able to scale. Uh, but I, I think in general, having those discussions internally with our clients, it's what they fear, not being able to scale, but scaling meaning having more people in, on board. And so it's also need to have the discussion with your supplier, but with your business as well. Um, and the second thing is we have to always to tell them, be ready to learn something you're not going to be happy about, but be happy by the fact that now you know and you can do something about it. <laughs> right. And do you assist them in uh, getting that data that, from suppliers or is that, or do you just have the platform that facilitates that? that we, we, we have an account manager for every one of our clients that help them. Uh, but we really, and we can coach them, but it should be something that's owned by the company. Um, a supplier is never, or is less likely to trust uh, a provider to get that info. Um, so, so we coach them and we really, I mean, yeah, there's no magic button. We facilitate, facilitate everything and we're here to advise them. Um, so we do just more, more than just the platform, but they, they need to be, yeah, they need to, to, to put their, their hands, uh, in a, hand, be hands on as well. Yeah. And that's, that also helps them to take ownership of, like you said, yeah. now we know, what are we going to do about it? If it's, mm -hmm. if it's a really bad news, that could, you could turn that, bad, that, that problem into an opportunity and make it a marketing uh, promotion. Yeah, yeah, and prevent bad campaigns coming from you. Yeah, exactly. I think that the reason, too, that you mentioned why supply chains are becoming so uh, much more talked about is because it's so... It's a global economy now. It's no longer, oh, it got made somewhere. And then, mm -hmm. and then as soon as it lands on your shore, it doesn't matter anymore. It's just that brand's name. It's now where people are starting to understand that that brand probably has the same supplier as the competing brand, the same factories, the same raw materials. It's just that, that brand name value and the customer service are the, the huge value add because it all comes from the same places. And so yeah. however you can protect your brand and strengthen it and earn more trust with the consumers is however is kind of going to allow you to win that category if that's how if that's the game you're playing yeah no no definitely and we've seen it and, and i and that was as i mentioned you know even brands that are not necessarily pictured that super sustainable are really having those discussions because they really see it as a, a strategic uh, and not just like a nice to have and let's save the you know the baby bear and I love baby bear but um, yeah that's that's not what's selling to executive management. However, reducing that risk or reducing to have um, uh, I think it's it was in the news uh, Canada Goose share fell because they had some issue with their ethical fur or uh, fur or down I don't remember recently. Um, that's that's real business. Like they, they, I think it's they're doing better now, but they lost like four uh, percent of their share just on one day. 
um, that's non-negligible. Yeah, it's it's something you need to consider when you're an executive. So that's why I think those brands are really thinking now. Okay, what what can they do? For anyone listening right now who works at a at a larger corporation and they're they're interested in in offering sustainability and transparency but the company is not yet bought into it, what advice would you have for someone to, to make, be the, the owner within the company to, to make that change happen? Sure. So, uh, and, and we've seen actually it with a couple of our clients that start just by the mapping of what they know. So we have one of our, uh, if you go to our website, you will see it. We have one of our features, which is visualization. So basically being able to visualize on the map and on the network, what your supply chain looks like and different metrics and information you may or may have or may not have. And just by being able to put it on a map, it's so it's such a great tool to get discussion started because an Excel is great and super useful and it's a great invention, but no one is excited by an Excel. And if you're not the one who made the Excel, the big fat chance that you don't understand anything that's on your Excel. Um, so having it on the map, everyone understands the map and you can, uh, with different features, can look at where you're actually missing data, where you have no idea of certain things. And um, actually, that's uh, how some of our clients start. They just want to visualize what they know, what they don't know, see where they can improve. And they don't necessarily go on board right away by uh, going to us to get data from their suppliers. They maybe prefer to start by just sending emails uh, themselves just to start filling the gap. And then when they feel like they're ready or they need to scale these efforts, because uh, same thing, an email is great, but it's difficult to gather uh, data from hundreds of suppliers just by sending emails. Uh, they will go to us and, and use our platform data and have everything in, in one place. But the visualization and to start discussion with people that are not expert either in sustainability or supply chain is a, is a great tool because everyone understands maps. Everyone uses Google Maps to go around or GPS to, to move around. Um, so, so it's really useful as a tool. Yeah, I was on the website earlier today and, and it's actually a map of the world. Yeah. With, with dots around the world showing where the cotton came from. And so I clicked on one of your examples is Vans slip on mm -hmm. shoes. It's here's where all the raw materials came from everywhere, like showing the different regions of China where the cotton was harvested and then where it was taken to in order to be processed and then how it was then turned from canvas into dyed canvas and then where the rubber comes from. And when you realize that there's probably about a dozen different countries and probably 50 factories and then a bunch of sew, cut and sew production facilities and then it gets shipped to the States for distribution. Yeah. It's really hard to think about in spreadsheets, but then when you see it on a, on a map, it makes sense. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So that was my biggest uh, impression. And, um, and I was kind of telling you this before we started recording, but for the whole circularity idea is that it would just be the reverse. It would just be, here's where it ended up and here's, of anyone trying to figure out how to map your end of life cycle, you then, based on kind of what you were saying, start by mapping out what you know. So where does your product get thrown out? Where does its life end? And start figuring out the reverse of how do we then capture that material and bring it back into the system and yeah. turn it back to your production facilities. 
No, yeah, it's a, it's a great point. Uh, we don't do much, uh, as I was telling you before, before the show, on, on that at the moment. Not that we don't want to, uh, but I feel there's, there's, there's a couple of, there are a couple of things. Uh, first, our clients, you know, they're looking backward, but they're the clients uh, of their suppliers. So they can get to ask them. They have leverage to ask them information because they're buying from. Um, on the other side, if we're looking at, for example, I buy a pair of shoes and I will throw them away, which I don't, but let's say I do. Uh, I have no idea and no no mean to, I mean, I can ask, but I have no leverage to ask the garbage uh, or the, the landfill or anywhere it's going, I have no leverage to ask them that kind of information. Uh, so I'm sure there may be a way with other kind of technology, but the way we do it by asking and by getting confirmation from supplier from point to point, and uh, I think it's kind of difficult at the moment to do it uh, that way for circularity and for end of life. Uh, and, and the second piece is money, right? Uh, what do I, where, where, where is the business model here? Um, uh, it could be for a company that is actually, you know, wants to reuse uh, some, some, some things uh, to, to get to want to track that and reuse its own garment or its own other packaging perhaps. Uh, but, but there needs to be a business model behind it, I think, to be able to, to make it work. Uh, it's, it's great and it's super important. We should do it. We should have much less waste, that's for sure, and being able to reuse it. But I think we, we're getting there, and I'm not the expert on this, but I think the business model is still, uh, I'm sure th there is a business model, but needs to be make, made clearer to, to corporation uh, and to brands for, for them to really invest in it. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of wrapping up a little bit now, um, what do you see? So you mentioned helping your customers scale, but what does scaling look like for SourceMap over the, the next 18 months? Is that, what, what does your, what, what activities are you working on right now? Uh, uh, many. <laughs> uh, no, no, we're growing. We, we just hired a bunch of people, which is super exciting. Uh, we're still in, uh, I think we still consider the startup. Uh, even though uh, we are growing and we've been in business for eight years. So um, what I'm very excited about is really the getting more people, getting, having this discussion in mass market. As I mentioned, you know, it's all about impact and it's super exciting to work with super sustainable brands. Uh, that's as well. Uh, but what I feel exciting with mass market is kind of having this discussion with people that usually don't have it. Um, with sustainable brand, you're kind of preaching a preacher, uh, which is great and it's super exciting as well and you're doing much more, but having this hard discussion and, and starting to see a shift in people that didn't have uh, or thought it wasn't possible to have transparency, uh, that's, that's in my, I think what, we, yeah, what I'm most excited about for, for the future. That's awesome. And then uh, last question, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's interested in contributing to the sustainability conversation, but has never really considered supply chain as a, an avenue to pursue? Yeah, well, depending on if you're in, in what kind of companies you are, uh, if you're in big corporate and in your role, go talk to procurement and supply chain. I even remember in my role, my first role as a CSR person uh, in this big oil and gas company, we did that kind of a round table once for maturity assessment, which is kind of this methodology where you ask internal and external stakeholder 
kind of the point of view on sustainability. It's much more complex than that, but uh, that's the idea. And we interviewed procurement and supply chain people, and they we found out that they were, as people, super interested in sustainability. And we gained an ally in the corporate, in, at the HQ, uh, at the headquarters, uh, like that. Um, and we didn't know about it. So I don't know if it was just by chance or if it's just supply chain people that like sustainability in general. Uh, but so if you're a big corporate, go, go, go talk to them, have this discussion. And also, if you really want to understand your business, talking to supply chain people is super important because they're so key to your strategic business. Uh, and if you work for a smaller brands, go talk to your suppliers to understand uh, what's your pro I mean, if in service, it's a bit different, but if you're in anything that's manufacturing or have an actual product, uh, go, go to your supplier, better understand your business, start to have those discussions uh, on sustainability, but it's just understanding how your product is made is just good in general for sustainability, whether you're having or not sustainability uh, question uh, with them. Yeah. Awesome advice. Yeah. Anyone listening who doesn't know how their, they, their company works, yeah. procurement is a place to go because they're the ones who actually make the, make the decisions of what gets, makes that product made. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Juliet. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Juliet, the best way to get a hold of her is through LinkedIn. So it's Juliet Barre, J-U-L-I-E-T-T-E. B-A-R-R-E. And then you can also find uh, more information about SourceMap at SourceMap.com. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time, Juliet. And uh, no I hope that... Thanks for having me. No problem. And take that uh, free, free business advice to reverse engineer your product and yeah. make the whole system mapped out. That would be great, yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye. That's all we got for today, but be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast so that you get to see exactly when the next episode is released. The rating also really helps other people to see this podcast so we can bring the circular economy to even more. Reach out to me on Twitter at S-T-E-W underscore H-I-L-L-H-O-U-S-E. That's at Stu underscore Hillhouse to suggest more guests for other episodes or just to reach out and say hi. See you next week and thanks for listening.